if nothing is certain, then anything is possible. If anything is possible, this certainly is. If nothing is certain, then anything is possible. If anything is possible, this certainly is. My name is Mark Brown. Welcome to my paranormal reality. This episode, Mother's Day, or My View of a Death Angel, occurred May 9th, 2010. It was Sunday, on Mother's Day. I was on my way up to see my mom, who lives about 30 minutes from my house. She still owns the house that I grew up in, so the drive is very familiar, taking me down various back roads. It was pleasant out, which also made for a nice drive. At one point, some movement at the side of the road caught my eye. It was a cat, calmly walking along the side of the road, having come out of the weeds. Something about the cat struck me odd. Mostly the calmness it carried, though it was walking along the street where traffic usually averages over 50 miles an hour. The other thing was that it truly seemed to be looking directly at me. Not my vehicle, but making direct eye contact with me. I then had a moment that I thought, that's Miley. Miley was one of our pet cats that had died a year prior. He had lived with my wife for 17 years, many of those with me as well. My next thought was simple. That's weird. I should probably pay attention to see if anything else weird happens today. I could not really bring myself to believe that I'd actually just seen Miley, but the concept of a death angel was a little too fresh in my mind to completely ignore. My brother had died less than two years prior, and, as you may know, that ache is slow to go away but rational minds are very good at making sense out of things, and soon I was joking to myself and put it out of mind. I spent the remainder of the day with my mom, some of it at the cemetery visiting my brother's grave. At some point during this time, I had a thought that I should call my dad and check on him, but I quickly dismissed it. After all, this was Mother's Day, and my parents had long been divorced. Of any day, I knew that it was probably the day he would least expect me to call. And why would I think that my dad needed checking on? So I continued my day with my mom. We went out for lunch and then sat at her house chatting and having coffee. On my way back to my house, I called my wife and let her know I was on my way home and offered to pick up dinner. She and her son had been up north all day visiting her mother for Mother's Day. So I stopped at the Italian restaurant downtown on my way home. As we began setting the table, the phone rang. It was my cousin, and he sounded distraught, which is not typical for him. He said that my dad's roommate, Bob, had been trying to contact me, and that he sounded concerned. 
Apparently Bob had come home from work around 5 o'clock at night, and my dad was still asleep and wouldn't wake up. I half-jokingly thought, well, this must be the weird thing that was going to happen today, and was actually somewhat relieved. My dad had certainly gotten drunk before, and he could be a right bastard to wake up. So I called Bob to see what the concern was. It turned out to be a little more than what I'd first heard. My dad had gotten up in the morning around 7 o'clock and was taking a shower. He slipped and hit his head in the shower. It was later determined that he had had a mini-stroke causing him to fall. Bob had heard the commotion and come in to offer help. My dad assured him he was fine and asked Bob to help him to his bedroom. He laid back down and went back to sleep. Bob and his fiancée had plans for the day, so he headed out thinking nothing of it. However, when he got home that evening, my dad was still asleep. Considering my dad would have slept for almost eight hours the night before, and now, except for a shower, he had slept the whole day through, this meant he had slept for over 18 hours. He tried waking him to no avail. Bob then informed me that he had already called an ambulance, which was on its way to the hospital, as the EMTs could not wake him either. Slowly during the conversation, I began to get a slow chill, as I realized I was beginning to go into shock. I got the information for the hospital and called my cousin back. I was asking him what I should do, as I literally couldn't think straight. He slowly and coolly pointed out the facts. Your dad has been unconscious for several hours, and no one has been able to revive him. You need to go to the hospital now. I'll meet you there. I told my wife what little I knew, kissed her and my son, once again wished her a happy Mother's Day. with a worried smile and drove up to the hospital. Being greeted by my cousin and other close relatives. We spoke with the attending physician and then soon after with a radiologist. Both were saying things that were suggesting little hope. I couldn't understand. He slipped in the shower and he's unconscious. I understood that. We're concerned about his prognosis, and he's not responding well. We're still beyond my reasoning. He slipped in the shower. It happens all the time. And yet I was being told his remaining brothers were already on their way. They lived in Alabama, and we're in Michigan. If there's any fact that will strike home with you, it's when you realize that other people have already made the conscious decision that it's the time to make the trek for the gathering of the family. It was nearing midnight, and I needed sleep. Most of the family was headed to their homes for the night, and my wife asked what I wanted to do, 
I spoke with a night nurse who was just coming on shift. I asked him what I should do as I was still mind numb and not really familiar with this type of situation. He noted that in a time like this, they needed someone close by, just in case something happens. So I grabbed a blanket and stretched out on the guest chair as much as it would allow and told my wife good night. I spent that night lying in the chair, lightly holding my father's hand and beginning to realize that it was likely there would never be life in those fingers again. The next day was painful, but almost methodical, cold, and official. It was spent with several different doctors, performing different tests, all coming to the same conclusion. The concern for his prognosis gave way to belief that they were simply confirming what they already believed to be true. He wasn't coming out of it. Later that evening, my father was officially pronounced dead due to an accidental fall in the shower. Thinking back on the day prior, I suddenly realized that the timing of my vision of Miley and my subsequent thought that I should call my dad coincided with when he slipped and when his condition would have been silently moving from serious to fatal. I do not feel guilt for not having called, as I am able to rationalize that it still may have been too late to save him. However, it has instead taught me to be more aware that when I have a feeling that I should do something, I need to act on it, and not dismiss those feelings so quickly. Truly, you can never tell when you will later regret dismissing a sudden urge to do something so simple as making a phone call. So what do I think? I mean, yeah, you get a pretty good idea of what I think because I wrote the story. But at the same time, I'm assuming that you've already listened to the previous podcast, Death Cab for Cutie. If you haven't, I recommend it. If nothing else, just for continuity. The difference that you'll notice on this one is that there's really not a... Uh, a lot of repeat on the coincidence. Yeah, I saw something that looked like my cat that had just died the year prior. I was very close to that cat, as I am to many animals. I've always been an animal person, more than a people person. But yeah, I saw a cat that looked like my cat that was dead. 
and it was looking what appeared to be directly in my direction but to be truthful it appeared to be staring right in my fucking eyes it was haunting and I was joking and laughing it off because I felt I had to one, I couldn't believe that I really just saw my dead cat. But it was so startling. The locked eyes that it really, really was hard to shake. So was it anything other than that? Well, of course, I don't really know. All I can tell you is what I've seen, what I feel, what I think. I think I saw my cat. And I think he told me to keep my eyes open. I've heard of several stories where this type of thing has happened. One that will always haunt me is of a little boy that was buried just across the aisle from my dad and my brother's two graves. So every time I go to visit them I see this very, very, very large tombstone that is heartbreaking because you can see the the love and the sorrow that went into it from the parents I don't recall the little boy's age I want to say it was somewhere around six or eight I know very young he was going outside to play with his friend and he passed his mother in the kitchen And he told her, there was an angel on my bed just now. She said, really? He said, yeah. It told me everything's going to be okay. Minutes later, he and his friend who were playing golf, his friend accidentally hit him in the head with a driver. And killed him. Everything's going to be okay, the angel told him. And he made sure to tell his mom before he went outside for the last time. That didn't happen to me. So, I can't certify it, but that's what the mother told my mother, and I have no reason to doubt her. 
because I have no reason to doubt anything that I've seen but simply can't explain. It doesn't mean it's not real. It simply means I can't explain it. I think the, really the big thing that I would say to take out of this one is there are times that you're just going to get the feeling you know I should do this you know what you should that's all I have for today's podcast I hope you've enjoyed this one I hope you've enjoyed the previous one if you listen to that if you haven't check it out these are uh, all available at the website myparanormalreality.com we will be selling t-shirts as well as of course you can download the book there or purchase hard copy if you're one of those old people like me that actually likes to hold on to pieces of paper and print. Or you can get the ebooks. Or just keep listening. And I'll keep reading them. And give you my thoughts. With that, thank you much. Until next time. <laughs>